we always need good news. Our minds decline into depression and negativeness so very easily. We get good news because Jesus loves us, God the Father has sent his Son to save us, and we, by faith, learn how to trust him and how to grow in his grace. But that good news does not come to us without the word of God, without uh, understanding what he has given us. Now, we can't fully understand it. We comprehend just a teeny-weeny bit of the glorious grace that God has given. But let's um, grab a hold of that teeny-weeny bit, if we can get it into our fingers, and, uh, and let's move forward with it. We're looking at Romans chapter 8. This marvelous chapter on life in the Spirit and life in faith in Jesus Christ's resurrection. What then, Paul says in verse 31, shall we say to all these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? And we've studied, looked at that in the last couple of days. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So in this next verse, Paul is uh, uh, demonstrating or proving how God is for us. How do we know God is for us? Well, of course, we have the prophecies, we have the judgments that uh, Ezekiel described uh, in uh, his book, which led to knowing that God is the Lord. We have all the Old Testament messages. That's wonderful. But the greatest truth of all is this. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Now, you see here, the emphasis is upon God the Father who did something by handing over his son. Not that the son was unwilling. The son was willing, but he surrendered his son for our sake. This tells us the heart of God the Father. You know, without thinking, many people think that the universe is ultimately evil, that if everything, if anything uh, finally happens uh, to the destiny of the world, it will simply disintegrate, blow up, or whatever it will do in trillions of years or billions of years, as the scientists seem to think. And uh, we have the fear uh, surrounding us all the time that uh, World War Three is imminent and that the nuclear weapons will just blow the world sky high and on and on. Now, there is no question that the human race is going to go through great trial, but that is not God's decision to destroy it, but rather to renew it. And uh, you can see that in Zephaniah 3, verses 8 and 9. I urge you to go there. But the greatest truth that we have that God is for us and that the destiny of this world and our souls and our personhood is eternal life in joy is this message about Jesus. He, our Father, did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all. Remember that Jesus is one with God. He is a member of the Trinity. We look at the uh, record of Jesus in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and where if we carefully read and don't pass over things with glazed eyes, we will be shocked and surprised what we see there. I mean, just think of it. 
What if today you were in that boat with those disciples and there was that terrible storm going on and uh, the boat was leaking and uh, taking in water and they were about to be completely overwhelmed and uh, drowned in that boat and Jesus was asleep on in the boat and they finally wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you care that we are about to perish? And of course he st- stood up and called them men and w- men of little faith and then lifted up his hands and told the wind to be still. I mean, can you imagine what that meant? And the calm, the wind calmed down and everything was as it was. That this Jesus of ours is creator is evident in those in verses like that, or when Jesus feeds five thousand people. I mean, we've listened to the story so often we're oh, it's we're too familiar with it, and it doesn't strike us that here is Jesus creating bread from his own palms, from his own from from his hands, those two loaves. Uh, those uh, and and fishes were being multiplied in a way that is utterly astonishing. Most of the world doesn't believe this because there's no precedent for it. Well, precisely so. There is no precedent. There is no precedent for God coming into the world and uh, giving us the blessings that he did and healing the blind and making the lame walk. These are astonishing things. And what Jesus said about himself, that he has come from the Father and every word that he says is the the will of the Father for him to say it. You see, we have the proof and evidence of Jesus' divinity by his resurrection, but we also have the internal testimony of Jesus himself. These disciples couldn't have cooked this stuff up. This is just too... Shocking, too um, unexpected. You can't imagine a bunch of disciples sitting down and conniving and and deciding to um, create the biggest fake in the world by stories of this nature. Furthermore, there were so many, many witnesses. We have the evidence before us of the Creator coming to the earth to talk to his children. And not only to talk to them and to give them the good news of their father, but also sacrificing himself for the world. That's what we have here. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, if God has been so generous in giving us his son, Will he not give us eternal life also and bless us with things that we need in this world to keep going and ultimately raise us from the dead to be with him forever? Of course he will. That's the nature of the heart of God revealed in his giving us his Son. And remember, it says he delivered him up for us all, not simply gave us... um, a visit of his son, Jesus, go down there and and visit with the world and give them good news about me. No, he delivered him. Delivered him to whom? Well, delivered him to the powers of evil, 
delivered him to Satan. Jesus was going to submit himself to evil, knowing full well that it would kill him. But he did not, for one moment, absorb any of that evil. He was the one innocent lamb. And so God triumphs over evil by submitting to it in the person of Jesus, his son. And it must have, well, I don't think Satan even realizes it yet. He will, in the judgment, of course, be utterly overwhelmed with frustration that his greatest plan to eliminate the one source of salvation was actual, actually the event that produced that one source of salvation, Jesus, by his death. And so, you see, we need to do something about our faith. Sometimes, when things go wrong, and the world seems against us, and everything becomes chaotic, we have this sneaking suspicion that God either doesn't care, or he's judging us, and punishing us, and rejecting us, and therefore we have this feeling that God is high and mighty, holy and cold and distant. We may not say that in so many words, but that's the feeling that sometimes enters our hearts. What do we do about that? We look to Jesus Christ, not because Jesus is better than his Father, but because Jesus is the expression of his Father. We want to know the heart of God, but the circumstances of the world do not demonstrate the heart of God, because the world is under the power of evil. But what does demonstrate the heart of God is Jesus Christ. And so I need to go before my Father and say, Father, I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid you're judging me. I'm afraid that I'm under condemnation and punishment, and I fear you as distant and far away. I know you don't mind my saying this to you, dear God, because you have given to me and delivered to me your Son, and through your Son I can see you, and I see Jesus sitting with me as he did with the disciples and eating with them, and sleeping in their homes and teaching them, and walking with them through the fields. Jesus, you are so near to me. You are so near to us. You suffered with us. You grieved with us. You were patient with us. You did not condemn us. Therefore, Father, I look to your Son, and I know you are pleased with me when I look to your Son, because when I look to your Son, I see you. You see, remember what Jesus said to Philip when Philip said, Show us the Father. Jesus said, Have you been have I been so long with you, Philip, that you do not know me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So faith learns to bring God down, as it were, to our level, not by diminishing him not by reducing his power to something that I comprehend, but by looking to the Son of God, who is the Son of Man. And then I remember, of course, 
that Jesus is the Son of Man as my representative before the Father. He represents me. He stands in for me. He is my stand-in. And not only that, he substituted for me at the cross. He's my substitute and representative. If I had gone to the cross for my sins, that would have been the end of me. I would never rise from the dead. But Jesus went to the cross for my sins, but he shouldn't have gone there for himself on his behalf because he was without taint, without sin. And that is why he rose from the dead representing me. And so, you see, I look to a life I never lived. I look to a death I never died. And I base my whole eternity on that. So look again to these verses. They're so super. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Yes, but how do I know that God is for me? Next verse. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Father, I know you. I know you because I know your Son. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Colin, Colin Cook here, and you've been listening to my program, How It Happens. You can hear the broadcast any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com. You can get it on Apple and Spotify and other places and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. You can also hear the broadcast on the radio, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas on KLTT AM 670. And would you please consider a donation to keep the uh, listener-supported radio on the air? This is now this program in its 26th year. Send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. Thanks for all your support and your little notes. I appreciate it. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.